previously on the Simply Human Podcast. I love going to baseball games with my dad. Huh. This is so horrible because he has a handicap tag on his truck. <laughs> and I I like going to the game with my dad uh, because my mom will drive us and he'll, she'll just drop us off at the curb. Uh, so we also uh, just don't have to walk. Um, so... Ah! <laughs> hey, so this Simply Human Podcast is advocating trying to minimize walking at a baseball game. <laughs> It's episode 149, the Simple Human Podcast, with your hosts, Mark and Rick. Two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is the return of Anne Green. She is uh, uh, just an all-around awesome person. Last time we talked to her, she was like in the forests of Canada. So that's just that's all you need to know about Anne. Then it's another moder- on the back of <laughs> yeah, or moose or something. Yeah. Then it, it's another moderately funny edition of Humans Being Human with a person, and we're up with another human tip of the week. How are you, Rick? Good. I'm trying a new route home right now because uh, the highway that I take is now eaten up with construction. So I, I li- uh, maybe I'll get hopelessly lost, and you'll be uh, recording when I'm uh, curled up in the middle of the woods, going. I don't know where I am. Well. Uh, actually, I listened to a This American Life once, and one of the things that you're not ever supposed to talk about in conversation is root talk. So, way to go, idiot. Really? Why? It's just, I, I don't know, like the thing, is like some like old English, proper English person, the mom of one of the producers thought like root talk was like something you never um, are supposed to do. Well. So, uh, there was that. There was also um, like, like injury talk, which... I think we pretty much time. <laughs> yeah, like, the two things we're not supposed to do, we do all the time. Yeah, all the time. Um, I was injured uh, during a parade. Speaking of injury talk, I'm sorry. Did you say you were injured in a parade? Do you not know this? Did I not tell you this story? You did not. Okay, I don't know if I sent pic- pictures. Hang there on, were... hang on. Why were you in a parade? I was not in a parade. I was injured while attending a parade. That's even more embarrassing. <laughs> I was struck in with a piece of candy. Hmm. Well, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> I was waiting for you to respond. Okay, so there's a guy who you know. His name, last name is Boozer. Yes. Uh, all-time leading tackler in the in the history of the, the school that I practiced for. So, again, that's like being a rewards member at La Quinta, not Division II school. In his, being a rewards member at La Quinta. Yeah. <laughs> in his defense, he could have played big-time Division I. Like, he was really, really good. Okay. I've always wondered why he didn't. But it's a long story, a- yeah. So, but he's this amazing athlete. Um and he got inducted into the Hall of Fame. It was homecoming a couple weekends ago, and he was inducted in the Hall of Fame. And uh, we're not. Do what? I'm not. not. I will never be. Actually, um, Boozer and I com- to- like combined for more than 400 tackles. That's uh, <laughs> like saying like the greatest uh, Hank Aaron scoring duo in the history of the NHL was Wayne Gretzky, and he has like a brother named like Doug or something. Yeah. That- like one career goal. <laughs> yeah. Or like Hank Aaron and his brother, like Tommy and like Tommy had like four home runs. Yeah. Yeah. The, the greatest uh, brother home run duo. So he was in town and there was a bunch of, uh, you know, all of our old friends were in town. And so, you know, it, it was the, the homecoming parade and Saturday morning. And, uh, as I see, uh, Boozer with his family uh, off in the distance, uh, in a convertible, uh, you know, like they have like the homecoming court from 10 years ago and like they have all the people in the, in the floats and all the things. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm sitting underneath a pecan tree and I pick up about eight pecans. And as Boozer is, is going to roll by, um, I was going to run out into the street and throw pecans at him. As a oh, as a very, joke, very mature. Yeah, You're a very mature person. Well, but listen. So I didn't. I'm not just going to sit on the curb and launch pecans at him at the risk of hitting his kids in the face, right? Oh, well, I'm glad you're going to be the bigger man. Thank you. So instead of doing that, I run out 
to the middle of the street during the parade, like up to his car. And I'm going to throw the pecans just, you know, playfully, softly. I'm being mindful of the collateral damage risk in this setting. And so I'm just sort of playfully, well, Boozer goes into full-on attack war mode. And he, he reaches down into the bucket of candy, which is down at his feet, that he's throwing out to the, to the onlookers. And he grabs a uh, Tootsie Roll pop. And By the way, the sparest of the candy. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think the generic involving Tootsie Rolls, I think, is just no. There's no place. What for about that. the black or orange wrapped candy that doesn't even have a name? Well, I I, I feel like we're that's we're all in agreement on that one for sure. Yeah. But like as far as the name brand candies are concerned. Yeah. Tootsie yeah. Rolls get out. Tootsie Rolls yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. Smarties. I guess Smarties aren't that bad. Talk. Yeah. What is Halloween? We're recording this on Halloween. Ha- Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, it's a new it's a new holiday invented by Mark. Well, uh, well, I will say something about Halloween after I finish this story. Um, oh, been all the waiting for you to weigh in. Um, so he throws the Tootsie Roll pop at me from like point blank range from an elevated position, and it, it hits. Established that he is a, is he a top flight athlete. Yes, and he actually one of the reasons why he wanted he came to Division Two was that so he could play baseball as well. Okay, so he's got a cannon of an arm as well. So I'm sending you a picture right now of about three minutes after the the incident. Tell me when you get it. Holding my phone in my hand, he hits me right between the eyes with a. I kind of wish it was one millimeter to the left where it would have blinded you forever and yeah. be able to tell your kids, like, hey, don't throw candy at people. Yeah. Don't throw cons at people because they may react and hit you and blind you. Yeah, you know, it was completely my fault. Like, I should not have, yeah, I know. have woke... I, I, don't wake the snake, right? Don't wake the snake. Don't wake the snake. That's what you're not uh, supposed don't, to do. Don't wake no, it's don't wake the bear. It's not don't wake the snake. Oh, I was thinking of that Jim Carrey, Will Ferrell. Right, the snake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so he hits me in the face of this thing, and there's this commotion, and, and I run back down to sit, sit in my spot. My kids are all there, and I look over at Jen, and she kind of rolls her eyes, and she goes, you're, you're bleeding. Like, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> and I don't know. You know, you're the heat of battle, and I, you know, I kind of do my – and there's blood, like, trickling down my nose. And that wasn't the worst of it. Like, until that was on Saturday, until this past Friday, I had a quite sizable bruise, like, across the bridge of my nose, right underneath the, the bloody spot. That's what she said. To where everyone is, you're seeing everyone, and they're going, wow, what happened to yeah. you? And you're like, well, I, you know, I saw, like, a dude mugging a lady, an old lady in an alley, and I jumped in, and, you know, you should see him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So everyone that I saw all week, whether I knew them or not, what happened to your face? And I, uh-huh. I had to say I was hit in the face with a titular pop during a parade, and then they're like, "Yeah, yeah, like, like what? Yeah, like what happened to your? No, really, what happened to your face? Um, it was really bad. Of course, he felt terrible. Um, he did not intend for that to happen." Listen, if uh, Boozer, if you're listening to this, which you're not, but if you are, don't feel bad. No. You gave Mark exactly what he deserved. <laughs> the Tootsie Roll popped in the face. Yep. So, kudos to you, sir. Jerk. Yeah. So, no. thanks a lot. So, I wonder if anyone else has ever been injured. I wonder about the worst, like, parade injury of all time. I have a good story that now you're mentioning this. So, when I worked at my old uh, police department in Oklahoma, we had, like, a... It was like the Red Ribbon Parade or something like that. You know, one of those, who cares? Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, you get several police officers to, you know, volunteer to be in the parade and to help walk off streets. And uh, we had an officer who was a really, really, really nice guy, super nice guy, uh, was kind of prone to the, uh, the dumb error uh, okay. here again. I think we all know someone like that. Yeah. He's a really sweet guy. Well, he's uh, – he's – 
Like, as the parade passes by you, if it's the last of the parade and you're blocked up the street, well, hey, it's the end of the parade. So now you can turn your lights off and now you can start driving back behind it and then you're done. Well, he was blocking off the street. The parade wound itself past him. And so he's like, all right, I'll follow him behind. And he sees a bunch of kids out in the street picking up candy. And so he's like, oh, I'll give them a treat. I'll throw on my flashing lights. Say, hey, kids, look at this. And uh, a kid, the kids look at his lights and they're flashing. And one of them falls down and starts having a seizure. No. <laughs> so he just turned his car on the side street and just drove back. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So he didn't like, get out and try to help him? Oh, no, no, of course not. Why would he? Why would he do that? Why oh. would you do something like that? That is terrible. So, yeah, that's a good uh, parade-related uh, possible injury. Yeah. Oh, hopefully the kid was fine. I didn't read anything in the newspapers about him. So. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so quickly, Halloween talk before we get to our interview with Anne. Uh, we had some issues uh, with Skype and Anne, and so hopefully we will resolve those issues. But, uh, well, like, Rick, when you, were, when you were a child, it's the same, same era as when I was a child. We were children together. <clears throat> Do you remember Halloween being more than just the one day? Okay. I I had a premonition that you were going to have a rant like this because uh, at our church, the kids, we didn't go to it, but they had trunk or treat yesterday where you go to the parking lot and everyone has candy in their... And then uh, there was another trunk or treat... Uh, near where we live, like where my parents, my, my parents are, and they wanted to take the kids there. We to do that, and it's like, man, I bet Mark Rogers, uh, I bet he is right now fuming, and like now we've turned the Hanukkahization of uh, <laughs> the Hanukkahization. That's a term that I coined in anticipation of you ranting about. This. Oh, that's good. Hanukkahization of uh, Halloween, and now it's not just one night; it's eight crazy nights yep. of all treats all the time. So. Uh, Yes, and I was thinking, I was like, man, we didn't have this when I was a kid. When I was a kid, there was go out on Halloween and get candy or get nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, the, why do we do – the okay, most of the places that do trunk or treat are churches. And I go to church, I know that's not you know, everybody's bag, whatever. But, like, is uh, – a sensitive question. Is the trunk or treat – like a church-related uh, reaction to the possible Satan worship involved in Halloween. Like, did churches cope with that? Like, we don't want our children going door to door and getting razor uh, razor blade apples from uh, <laughs> Satan. So it's uh, an alternative activity. Is that what that's from? I, I guess. Uh, it, I don't. Maybe it's like our generation is now in charge, and our generation just loves candy. Can- <laughs> when we were kids, we were like, one of these days when I'm the boss, yeah. we're going to do candy every day. Yeah, like, what in the world? Did you have, like, the neighborhood house that everyone knew of that, like, you were going to get not even lame Halloween candy, but not candy? Like, mm. church-related tracts and uh, uh, weird things like that? How about, like, dental floss or, like, a toothbrush? <laughs> That is like you had the person who was trying to like counteract all the candy, like that's their little protest. All it's not they're all it's gonna do is get a bunch of toothbrushes thrown into the street in front of (laughs) We had a house, and I don't know what their deal was, but like, uh, they must have been like, uh, what's the religion that doesn't do any holiday? Jehovah's Witnesses, they must have been Jehovah's Witnesses because handed out candy on Halloween. But uh, as I recall, either the candy or they had little pamphlets that went with it that said, Happy Halloween, even though celebrating holidays runs contrary to (laughs) something crazy like that. And it was always like, hey, got to go by the crazy guy's house and uh, get get a weird pamphlet. Man, I remember one year. This wasn't that long ago. uh, This is in the the neighborhood we're in now. So it's been at least within the last 10 years. There was a lady on the corner passing out like weight loss pamphlets to all the women. Well, I know, and it was yeah. kind of like, uh, okay. Here you go, Daddy. Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe you should need some candy. Maybe you should, you know, do this fat loss thing. Like, I, man, I remember thinking, this lady's going to get uh, murdered. 
Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been Parade Halloween Talk and Hanukkah Hanukkahization. Uh, is, is Halloween costumes. Um, so the oldest girl is Batgirl, and then the middle girl, second grade Batgirl, kindergarten Wonder Woman with a little headband Wonder Woman thing, and then my son is Superman. So I guess we got the superhero thing going on. I bought a like a one of those rubber like horse heads. Oh, horse heads. Okay. And so I'm gonna just put the horse head on and walk around. That doesn't sound uh, frightening at all. I'm going as Mr. Hands. Um, so what are you going as? Don't Google that. <laughs> I'm going as Suburban Dad walking with his kids for Halloween. You're going, uh, you're going as Suburban Dad with a, with a glass of bourbon uh, trick-or-treating with his kids. <laughs> uh, my kids, uh, Jason, the older one, is Luke Skywalker. Okay. And Ryan's younger one is Kylo Ren, a very uh, yeah. Star Wars-themed, uh, Star Wars-themed uh <laughs> Nerd alert? Uh, no, it's not nerd alert. Uh, everyone's seen the Star Wars movie, except for two women that I work with, and oh. they asked, what are your kids going? And I said, Luke Skywalker and Kylo Ren, and they both said, who? And I was Ooh. like, Luke Skywalker from Star Wars? No, like, oh, I've never seen Star Wars. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, sorry, what? Yeah. So, yeah, that was <laughs> That's funny. All right, well, you know what? Let's get to an interview with Anne. How about that? What a all right, uh, go to the website, simplythemlifestyle.com. All the stuff is there. Everything you ever wanted to know, if you have a question, email us at simplythemlifestyle at gmail.com. You can email Rick at simplythemlifestyle.com. Social media is at simplyhuman52. That's Instagram and all, all the things. So thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. And we talked to her about wintertime, the immune system, and many other things. She's back, ladies and gentlemen. Anne Green, we're so excited. You just You were just on... Oh, gosh. What was that, a couple of months ago, or has it been longer than that? I think it's been about two or three months, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so happy that, that Anne is back. Um, we've got all this fun stuff. I know uh, I want to give Candice a shout-out, your, your assistant. Is that, is that how she's you would a, describe she's her? She's an assistant. Yeah, she's an assistant to the people that do a lot of my public relations, and uh, so she's not my personal assistant oh, by cool. all means, uh, <laughs> but she is an incredible being in my life. Yes, absolutely. Candace rocks. Yes. Yeah. So props to Candace for she's like on it. Um, woop, woop, she like, is. <laughs> if there weren't if it weren't for people like her, like I think I would just be like walking around outside, like just like playing <laughs> in the dirt, you know. So, yes, I do. <laughs> so cool. So she even uh, actually before we get going, I know we just had you on, but just in case people didn't listen to that one, give us the cliff's notes of who you are and what it is you do and all that. Okay. Well, I'm um, I am a Canadian girl, and G'day, I mate. do a lot of good day. <laughs> and we say a. Oh right. <laughs> we <Sorry>. say a. <laughs> you say huh? We say a. Yeah. Um, so I'm a Canadian girl and I have been an athlete professionally and amateur for my country for a long time. I'm retired from that, but my love of fitness and my uh, education in a master's of exercise sciences led me to lead, to uh, be able to lead a life of helping people with their health. So I am a catalyst of shine, which means I like to help people be happy and find um, a healthy way of living and give them rituals and goals and help them to fulfill the healthiest life that they can achieve and just meet people where they're at. Um, yeah, really fun life helping people do that. Yeah, awesome. And uh, so the, wanted to have you back on particularly as it, okay, so in Abilene, Texas on November 3rd, this is the first day that it's sort of felt kind of like fall. Uh, it's not yeah. 90 and uh, degrees, and it's sort of, it's, it rained today, which is kind of crazy. Um, and so to, let's talk about the seasons. I know, you know, a lot of people sort of disconnect from the daily rhythm, the, the circadian rhythm, and they think that they're not a part of sort of that natural cycle. Well, sort of a, a broader, if you sort of uh, take the, the, the view out from just that daily cycle, there's a, you know, there's a lunar cycle it's like a 28 day cycle there's you you bring out a little bit wider and there's uh, uh you know the, i guess the seasons would be the next one so there's four 
in most places there are four seasons unless you live on like the equator yeah. or like the pole yeah not in de- not in texas there are two seasons in texas yeah there's hot and then there's not hot for like two weeks yeah so, not a- <laughs> yeah. so let's, well let's, that's not the case here yeah. talk, talk about the seasons up there and talk about sort of the just kind of generally talk us through like all the seasons kind of what happens in each season perfect um, we have a wonderful opportunity here where I live, very uh, central Ontario, which is um, kind of center of our country, but not the center of all that goes on. Um, in other words, the way we're located, we have a generous understanding of what winter means, a generous understanding of what summer means, and we have these beautiful interim transitions of spring and fall. And we're in fall right now, but we've already seen a little bit of snow. Yes, it's already completely melted. Um, but we have, (laughs) we've undergone, um, we had an extremely hot summer and would be comparable to quite a few of your days in Texas. So that usually is a precursor to understand we're going to have a very cold and harsh winter. It doesn't necessarily mean long, but it does mean that it's going to be quite a doozy. So here we have to prepare. What does cold mean to you, by the way? Oh, cold. (laughs) Cold to me is like minus 30 Minus forty Celsius. Jeez. Yeah. So, so that, do your mathematician. What is that in Fahrenheit? Uh, that is that, uh, minus four thousand Fahrenheit. Yeah. I believe is how that works. <laughs> I think that's true. Close to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cold. It's not just cold. It's really cold. <laughs> so, yeah. um, honestly, in Fahrenheit, I I really can't. I can't remember the centigrade and Fahrenheit. Uh, yeah, like the, I think is it thirty two? Thirty two Fahrenheit 32, is zero. Thirty two is freezing. It is yeah, thirty two yeah. in Fahrenheit is zero in, in in Celsius centigrade. Perfect. So we're talking like you know we're talking where you guys get to zero Fahrenheit. That's cold for us. Gosh. So if it's like okay. thirty Fahrenheit, just below freezing, like you're still out like in shorts and a t-shirt. Oh yeah. No 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 <laughs> shorts and t-shirt. <laughs> but we're definitely. <laughs> We're definitely different kind of active during that kind of cold, yeah. um, and those are some of the things we have to watch too. But and it's not like we live uh, in houses of ice, although they get very <laughs> cold here. Um, to dispel some of those Canadian a myths, uh, we do have a beautiful change of seasons, and part of our winter seasons can see some very very cold temperatures. It also changes because of where you live in Canada, of course. Um, So talking to our very central location, um, essentially we have a winter that feels probably more like about seven months, but it actually is about six, five and a half to six months of generation. And then we have transition of spring that's maybe really two months-ish, and we get a a summer that's up to about four months. Again, so then we have just that... um, transition of a month and a half to two months of fall so summer kind of spreads and seeps into spring and fall we we have to change our our uh we don't have a lot of time to really enjoy all the different transitional times of spring and and fall and i know that a lot of ladies get upset because they get all these great boots and <laughs> they're it's either really cold winter boots or not so cold and they look great but they're boiling hot wearing them (laughs) your feet just turn into swamp foot yeah (laughs) anyhow um we're really really blessed to be able to enjoy all the seasons here and um right now we're in our autumn obviously still what is that and rick do you hear that no yeah, that was my, uh, I'm doing this on my work phone, and I was getting a call oh. on my work phone. Oh, no. But it was oh. not a work-related call. I could tell it was a, uh, a solicitor of some kind. Oh. So continue. <laughs> Absolutely. So we have a lot of amazing of variability to our seasons, which means, um, like here in Canada, we kind of have a saying, like, there's no bad weather, there's just poor clothing choice. So ah, you just dress, <laughs> yeah, dress for the best and get out there and have fun and that's one of the best ways of supplying yourself with that value that you can put forth into a life that's led with ritual of making sure you're, you're honoring your best self. You're moving daily. You're doing things that adhere to the seasons and support that, uh, that joy and that generosity. Like 
you know, every day, even today, I was out on the water, even though it's freezing cold, I was out on my step board on the water and it's, you know, it's 10 degrees here. So that's actually Ugh. not freezing cold at all for uh, Canada in November. We're having a little bit of a rarity. So um, that was really fun though. And you just, it makes for people that really embrace opportunity and are able to be flexible and dynamic in that flexibility and prepared <laughs> so that you can go with the flow and change with what is and always put value of what it is and how you want to lead a life of calm connection in nature um, throughout all the seasons. So it's really fun to have a, a full range. I've lived in areas of the world where I didn't experience seasonal change and that was really hard on me as a human being. I really enjoy all the seasonal change. Yeah. So. And I think, you know, your perspective the people that are like, oh, it's it's forty outside. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go outside for a walk or something. You know, mm-hmm. like that's just a matter of perspective. Uh, yeah, like I mean, don't get me wrong. There are days when it's so cold and I'm not right. doing anything, or so rainy. It's been so many days in a row where that's not a part of yeah. um, of what I would enjoy doing, or I'm just tired of it. And there's a lot of days where I kind of wish. Um, yeah, that we had a lot more hot summer days. I'm really fired up about hot summer days, so it was a great summer. Um, but uh, it also, you know, thrives and feeds that curiosity for adventure, discover, and travel. And so a lot of um, a lot of people that I know and a lot of people I have uh, attracted in my life, we really enjoy traveling, and it gets us to see the world and to discover places that if we didn't have to seek out different temperatures and climates and environmental systems and we wouldn't be doing that so um so it's really fun yeah so those curiosities yeah and and, and to kind of uh expand on on this whole seasonal thing so if you think about like in nature uh winter the days get shorter typically unless again unless you're like on the extremes the 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 equator or one of the poles right so the, the the days get shorter the nights get longer so that that leads one to believe that you're supposed to maybe sleep more um, and be not as active. You're storing things. Uh, think about like bears that you know they get get really fat and gain a bunch of weight so they can hibernate for the <laughs> winter, right? So you're, it's it's kind of this like you're you're uh, gathering and you're collecting things, and then think of like the spring. I personally have like a coffee can full of acorns that yeah. I've been collecting myself <laughs> yeah. when I get hungry. Perfect during the winter, so you don't have to go <laughs> harvest them. Yeah, and then in and the you sp- remembered where you put them? Uh, oh, oh yes. Yeah, <laughs> and then and think about spring is like the opposite of that like you're yeah, every, it's kind of like this period of you know flowers blooming and and the days are getting longer and you're more active and you're sl- not you're sleeping you know so it's not this idea that that humans are supposed to be exposed to like 72 degrees all day and the same light all day and the same amount of sleep every single night like that's not mm. how we're designed we're designed for the variation and the seasons are a huge part of that and and I think one of the things that I tell people too especially you know if you're trying to be the healthiest version of yourself is that you know eating the same thing every day at all throughout the entire year may not be you know like <laughs> Cutting out like you know non-human foods is like a start, but if you want like next level, you want to continue like pursuing that healthiest version of yourself. It might be worth looking into the seasonality of foods, and you know think about uh, you know there aren't any, there aren't strawberries in the winter. Uh, I was just about typically. to say strawberries on Christmas Day. Yeah. Huh. Right, so think about yeah, like totally. what what yeah. what grows in the cold, like winter squash and pumpkins, and think about like uh, uh, you know greens and fruits really don't grow. It's like a lot of meat. You're you're harvesting, you know the the pigs uh, and the chickens, and you're eating that stuff. And then the spring is where you're eating more vegetables. So you know th- you can kind of think of that that seasonality where humans, for the most part, aren't designed to eat fruit all throughout the year. And yeah, then no. and all of a sudden you, we can eat fruit all the time. That of course there's going to be some, you know, some some problems. Some feedback to our systems that aren't in balance. They're not in equilibrium for the the seasonal component and variants of change. That we all thrive on variance and we all thrive on change, even as much as a lot of us get uncomfortable. That it's absolutely the only thing we can count on is that things are going to change, and yeah. nature is always going to prevail. Right? Like nature will always find a way. So, um, yeah, it's very important. Just like we need to change our training and our 
working out and these habits of exercise and health, we need to change those to stay vibrant, fit, healthy, and strong. We need to also do the same things seasonally with our attitude, with Mm. our ritual, with our perspective on life, um, and most definitely with our foods. I'm a pretty big proponent of eating as local as possible. Yes. So absolutely, it's really hard. Uh, We don't have ground that grows food in the wintertime in Canada. So you would have had to have prepared things by pickling or canning or flash freezing and things like that. And we have these cool things, though, called supermarkets. (laughs) (laughs) We can, you know, go there and get some really cool things. But it's also trying to adhere to environmental consciousness of how far is something coming and do I really need to have that and is it just a treat so you know at Christmas time I can always remember um, because I was even more north than I am right now about four hours north of here where I grew up in my little hometown which is really the cusp of northern Ontario the North Pole I believe is the other uh, word for that yes I was the best little elf ever. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty it was pretty hard and, and it wasn't common to have a ton of citrus fruits because that's not what's around us. But you had bushels of apples still that were picked in the fall, that were kept properly in the cold cellar and that kind of thing. So it's preparation. And so even more importantly than taking a peek at Uh, just what your area offers is the preparation of what you have available to you at time. And that gets down into that sense of value of change and value of transformation. And winter's a great time to, uh, I've been thinking about this a lot, knowing I was uh, talking to, and I talked to this a lot already, but these concepts of winter rituals, we want to feel warmth, we want to feel ease, we want to feel cozy, but we still want to glow. Um, so it's kind of our winter ritual and our change of season rituals that are almost these potential or seeds that we get to water, but the land that they're laying upon gets to be fallow. And it's very much a growth concept of, you know, cultivating that appreciation of pause that refreshes us. And I constantly refer to this as a mindset reset. So you're constantly allowing yourself to reset your mind be new to the situation, have a curiosity that will help you discover um, and be adventurous with what now is actually presenting you. So really every winter is a new beginning and it's a seed awaiting to discover through curiosity and time until it ends in a new beginning, right? Yeah. We, we lay fallow to release from full to low. And um, I, uh, I searched something out really Really neat knowing I'd talk with you about this. Um, I found this from Eckhart, Meister Eckhart. So when higher flows into the lower, it transforms the nature of the lower into that of the higher. That's really easy to understand when we look at how energy flows, how water flows, right? Thinking of a waterfall, all that kind of thing. And and that's the same concept of what happens through all all of our seasonal changes. We end up assimilating to what the needs are. Right. Yeah, and, and there's this this idea that everybody, you know, okay, well, it's 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 winter, so the cold and the the actual season of winter brings sickness. You know, like people, yep. you get more sick in the winter, and I, and I don't know if it's if it's necessarily the cold or if it's people are inside near each other more. I totally agree with you. Yeah, people are inside near each other more often. They might not, um, you know, you get outside, you get your hands dirty, so you have to wash them. So we need to frequently boost uh, how, how often we're washing our hands in the wintertime. There's less moisture in the air because cold air has less moisture. Um, there's less fresh air. It's very infrequent that people actually open their windows yeah. in the wintertime, um, unless you're attuned to that, and that's part of what you do. You're inside um, more, so you're not getting as much sunlight. And there's less sunlight, yeah. right? Uh, especially up here in the Northern Hemisphere, there's a lot less sunlight in the in the winter time, so it's an even different kind of sun because of the angle that right. the Earth is receiving the sun at, um, and then also because of lack of ability to grow fresh food, we may eat more processed foods, and that's going to deter. Um, yeah. That's going to deter our immune systems as well. 
And then actually, even though we want to be hunkered down, if we're not as active and we're kind of a little bit lazier and we're snuggling in because it's cold outside, well, it's like we're in a state of rest all the time. And so then it might even be harder to sleep. Um, even though the outside begs of you to kind of just want to crawl into bed, that sense of not getting enough of your energy out but being very um, sloth-like more often yeah. might make you not as actually sleepy. So your immune system, which needs a huge amount of energy to ward off all kinds of infections, it needs proper rest. And you should be sleeping very rigidly and um, supporting a very strong schedule of sleep in the yeah. wintertime. And because it's so dark so often, we kind of don't do that. Yeah, well, it's like, so. you know, it's dark more often. So what do we do? We add more lights so we can continue the the cycle, yeah. the, the circadian rhythm that we want instead of tapping yeah, into the to the actual natural circadian rhythm. Yeah, we sense, uh, you know, give an artificial presence of what we wish it to be rather than winding down. You know, like our family here at home really does dim all the lights at about 7 or 7.30 and we're not going to have to do that soon. Like it's, uh, you know, it's 5, 5-ish, 5.20-ish here right now and where I am and it's starting to get dusky already. So, there's less of that and we just have to be mindful that if we want to get a good sleep we know that we're going to keep the lights kind of low and make sure that we're we're staying in tune with our natural circadian rhythms that are about us because of light or non-light yeah and if you live on a farm in the winter yeah you can't you don't have the option of just staying inside all day you've got to go outside and you've got to chop wood and you have to yep. you know take care of the animals and you know so you're forced um I guess that's a uh, one way to put it is like you're forced to yeah. go outside and so and you're forced to move and and be outside and and you know so I think yeah this this modernity all around us it's not the season it's not winter that makes everyone sick it's the, all these things that we do because it's cold we just go inside yeah. and we don't do anything Yeah I really believe that lack of exercise and not getting outside are two of the biggest uh, impositions that creates uh, lack of health, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. And if you haven't exercised enough, then it's going to affect your sleep as well. All these kind of things. And definitely in places where there's a lack of sunshine, we need to make sure we're also increasing our vitamin D3 intake. Um, and because our foods are either more processed or heavier because of what we can keep, we should probably be thinking about some enzymes and even probiotics uh, throughout the heavier seasons of the winter to boost our immune system. And I mean, you can even fortify um, your water that you take in uh, in the colder months because um, that's a way of easily helping your immunity as well by adding some really neat things to some of your drinks like sprigs of rosemary and um, raspberries that sure they might have been frozen or pears if you can get fresh pears. Put them in your water and all those wonderful electrolytes and nutrients and all that nourishment from those fruits going into water is going to infuse you know those awesome immune boosting properties for your body through drinking water yeah so, so let's, you're getting water and let's talk about things. that for a little bit that, that's kind of a thing the, the fusion the fruit fusion and water i have mm-hmm. a uh i, I mentioned uh on the show uh periodically that tim ferris whatever he says like I'll do like if he's like it's really good for your health to jump off of a tall building I'll be like okay so he <laughs> he promoted this like water bottle that has a little cage on the inside that's for like to put you know fruit and stuff in so that so that's like and I you know I I just got it because he uses it and he promoted it so talk talk a little bit more about like that that's a good thing yeah I think it's a great thing I think um, I mean you don't even have to get that go ahead, get the bottle if you want it. You don't even have to get that expensive. You can just use a cheesecloth in the bottom of a mason jar with your fruit wrapped up in it and or put a cheesecloth to strain the stuff up over top your mason jar lid. And, um, yeah, you just let fruits sit in there. Like, I love combining something like uh, orange and uh, a little bit of cinnamon or allspice or pomegranates because those are kind of wonderful uh, treats that are hard to get, but they make winter a little bit more sustainable, flavorful, and colorful. And then that's, you know, that's helping to regulate blood sugars. It's helping to boost um, the the quality of skin that your body's producing and support your antioxidants, which is, in the end, very immune boosting. Or you can put, like, lemon and cucumber and blueberries 
And that's a really good balance for your pH. It helps to detoxify your body constantly, boost your metabolism a little bit with that citrusy and cleansing component of the cucumber. Um, yeah, there's there's a ton of really wonderful combinations that are great ways of getting your hydration in with fun and color and flavor while taking in more of what you need to do to keep yourself What are your thoughts on like sparkling water, like just carbonated water? Is that, is that it's okay? Pretty. <laughs> I mean, is, it's that, pretty. is there any difference like <laughs> than just drinking regular water? Is there any sort of thing that you're not getting if you, if you um, drink sparkling water? Well, I think it's, you're adding some chemical component to water, right, to make it carbonate. And the bubbles are really pretty. And honestly, the best thing I could look at carbonated water for is to use it as like a meditation. That the bubble's holding something (laughs) that you want to release. (laughs) Right? So for me, it's not a choice that I would make consciously. But if that's what's available, then I would take that to hydrate. Um, Some people have a hard time drinking water. So they need to add a little bit of um, Perrier or carbonated water. And if that gets them drinking more water, that's awesome. Well, I might as well drink Coke. I hate water. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, a little bit is awesome and everything in moderation even moderation itself is right. uh, a good thing to look at. So, yeah, generally for myself, I wouldn't choose that. Yeah. But um, but that's okay if it's going to help you encourage yourself to drink more water yeah. and do so in a way that is uh, fun for you. Well, we've got yeah. about five minutes left, and I, I want to get into some of the things that, that, you know, tips and things you can give <laughs> for people to sort of fortify themselves and strengthen themselves for winter. It, what I This is what I think you're going to say. I think you're going to say... Do like what the bear does and just try to gain as much weight as you can. <laughs> yeah, get, get super fat and sleep as much as you possibly can. Yeah, and then, and then emerge from your house like, I don't know, March 3rd and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, try to start working it off. Is that, is that where Go, where Yogi Bear, go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not going to say that at all. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but if you have a few days like that, that's totally yeah. great to enjoy that and thoroughly enjoy it, right? Like, do that completely if that's what you really need to do for a couple of days. Just don't make it the habit of your entire season of the colder seasons. I would say um, here's kind of uh, some lifestyle practices that will help you be more fit uh, for the entirety of your winter season. I'm going to suggest that you exercise. I'm going to suggest that you get outside I'm going to suggest that you have a regular pattern of sleep. So in other words, you go to bed as close to the same time as possible every evening as well as rise every evening. And um, that you limit uh, your alcoholic consumption because you just don't have enough time um, or enough uh, sense of immunity availability. So alcohol can suppress your immune system. In an already immune-suppressing time, you shouldn't be adding things to your system that will um, tax it further to not work as well. So just limit or watch your alcohol consumption. Rick. Obviously, we're going to hand wash. Watch it go right down my throat. (laughs) (laughs) That's impossible, Rick. You can't watch liquid go down your throat. Shut up, Mark. Shut up, Mark. Uh. I'd love to have people washing their hands more often Yeah, uh, in that time because we're closer to each other, right? Right. And um, then, you know, supplementing your nutritional plan with things like immune-boosting drinks like we just talked to. So that can even include things like bone broth. So Ooh. soups made from, you know, boiled down chicken bones and um, turkey bones, of course, your choice in that, depending on if you're vegetarian, vegan, or if you're... Um, more plant-based or animal-based, depending on what you want. But bone broth is very healthy for your body to support immune-boosting availability. Um, Lots of... uh, In those drinks, too, you could actually include things like turmeric and ginger. They're really good for your body to support off um, things that could detriment your health. And lots of green juices if you can. And then, of course, I'd love to see people make sure that they're getting the fruits and vegetables that they can. Um, and then that they're staying away from foods that will trigger that combative concept to your immune system. So watch your gluten, watch your dairy, 
especially watch your sugar intake. That's worse than anything else. And there's foods that, um, you know, don't make you feel well. Why would you consider taking those in? Choose foods that are as vibrant as you can in the season yeah. that you're in. And you mentioned so, washing hands be important to you, Anne. Did you know that, like, two or three shows ago, Mark declared that people don't need to wash their hands after they go to the bathroom Hey, anymore? you! Hey, you were just as part of that <laughs> as I was. Wait, <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, that's not I am the layman. No, that's not what How did said. you know I did my homework and I, I listened to that? How did you know I did that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I hope not. Well, yeah, so we had, uh, we had Dr. Marie Claire Arietta on, and she wrote a book called Let Them Eat Dirt. What I was going to say, but I was going to mention something about the hand-washing thing, too. In, in like, when, like the spring is the time for you to be out and, and exposed to bacteria and in the dirt and all that. In the winter, that's the time. That's not the time to really build up your immune system. That's the time you need to build your immune system up throughout the year to get ready for the time that we're going to be all sneezing on each other and sharing uh, uh, handkerchiefs. <laughs> I think um, there's lots of practices of what I, I just referred to there yeah. that actually do boost your immune system. Oh, yeah. Um, so the oh, only dur- reason even during we the wash, winter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, so we maintain a healthy immune system throughout our, our time of exposure seasons. But um, you just have to wash your hands a little bit more in the wintertime because we have more opportunity to be inside and to be closer to other human beings right. all the time. Um, but, yeah. I think it's great to get your hands in the dirt. So maybe do some gardening inside and get your hands in the dirt inside. There you go. Well, hey, we are right yeah. at 30 minutes. I can't like like Amazing. that went by so fast. So thank you so <laughs> much for being back on. I think these are great tips uh, as we as we get ready for. You might already be in the throes of winter, but if you're down in the in Texas or in the in the deep south, uh, it's probably going to... Texas, congratulations. Today was the first day under 80 degrees in about six months. Yeah. So, hey, all right. Yeah. We're almost there, folks. And, yeah, so, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, really appreciate your time. And uh, I'm sure I'm sure Candace, the amazing Candace, will reach back out in, in, in due time, and we'll have you back on again. Awesome. I can't wait. That's awesome. I want to also tell that for sure, take the nap back in wintertime. Get a what? little nap. A nap, Take yes. The nap. nap. Take the important. nap back. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to make sure I And I'm going to have my boss call you, and you can explain <laughs> to him why I'm asleep at my desk at like 11 o'clock in the morning. You don't Perfect. Mind. Actually, that's a really good time. Between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. are some of the best times to stop, take a little break, take a little nap, get yourself back, and then get refocused. That was like a little well, rap. I will do that. I will go into the bathroom tomorrow and close the stall <laughs> door. And if you go into the bathroom, I will go to the bathroom. That's awesome. <laughs> and I'll definitely sign a note for your, your, your boss. There you yeah. go. You just said, yeah, like <laughs> Anne, Anne said, here, here it is. I said, it's like, what? Who is yeah. this? Who's Anne? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, thanks so much, guys. I had a great time. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Thank you, Anne. Uh, we will have all her stuff in the show notes. Uh, she is amazing. Go check her out. It is now time for Humans Being Human and... Can't believe he hasn't been on the show up to this point. It is George Brown. George R. Brown. And the bathroom floor story. All right. So joining us on the Humans Being Human segment is someone who I feel like should have been on the show before episode 149. And his his name is George R. Brown. Not, not the George R. Brown Convention Center in Houston, Oh well, you had me. Uh, you you really had me befuddled. I yeah. thought we were talking to the yeah. namesake of the convention center yeah. in Houston, Texas. Well, we're not. So I'm sorry to disappoint. George <laughs> is in the Austin area, and Rick. Uh, before I before I was at ACU, I was at I worked at a hospital, and for some reason, not a doctor. Uh, you, no, uh, <clears throat> for some reason, clear that up right now. Yeah, a five hundred bed hospital large hospital in in the city where i live for some reason gave two what 24 year olds 25 year olds uh, mid 20s yeah the like basically they gave they put us in charge of uh the physician recruiting department and the practice management department like that it was like all right george and mark yeah here you go here are the keys yeah it- the worst decision they could have ever made. Clearly, <laughs> we did uncover. Now the hospital is boarded up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rick, we did. Like, hey, Mark, we, we need you to recruit a bunch of doctors, and then uh, George, you are clearly not 
uh, you're clearly not anywhere qualified to negotiate contracts. So we're going to let you negotiate all of our contracts. <laughs> I, I don't know what they were thinking, but it was well. It was fun. But... The the first thing we did was uncover a an, a million dollar embezzlement scheme. Uh, we did, and sent someone to prison. That was a good yeah, day. That was a, a good day at the office. That was a yeah. That was a crazy. That was, that was a good day at the office. Oh my gosh! So so we have a couple of, of funny stories. So so we had this little suite right off of like the main hallway. Like when you go into this hospital, you walk up like this. If you're like going to the cafeteria, which is where like there's a lot of traffic that goes to the cafeteria, you would go up the stairs and around, and you'd follow this thing. And our office was like down this like main thoroughfare. So we had each of us had doors to the outside hallway, but we also had a door connecting our offices. And like you can joining hotel room. Yes. And so we would yeah, keep the doors yeah. closed to the to the outside world and we'd be in there and it'd be a you know, Tuesday morning, nine o'clock, it'd be quiet. You all you could hear is like people walking around back and forth, and you'd hear a <laughs> and and whoever did it, the other one would say, Come on in. We're open. Open for business. Like every time we would fart. And well, I'm, it, glad, uh, I'm glad that you guys were able to act uh, professionally uh, in that environment. I'm yeah. sure a 500 bed hospital is, uh, you know, they, they love jokes just as much as everybody. <laughs> there was one time, George, I don't know if you remember sure. this, that we, you know, like you're trained in the, in, when you work in a hospital, it's like if you see like a patient that needs assistance, like give that patient assistance, right? And. <laughs> Well, listen. There was one time that there, I can only imagine where that's going. There was one. I could have, I remember, like, I might be getting this a little wrong, but this is the basic idea that you, we hear someone like throwing up in the hallway. You hear like the splattering, and like someone is like dying in the hallway, and we like open our doors, like see the person, and we like shut our doors immediately and like lock the doors. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to yeah. go the opposite end, and that's just wandering around giving CPR <laughs> to everyone that you see. Gurneys like, in the hallway. I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm yeah. sorry. What are you? Sir, out. That hurts. What yeah. are you doing? My chest. I'm giving you CPR. Yeah. Please, yeah. please calm down and let me save your life. Uh, yeah. I'm fine. I'm perfectly healthy. Yeah. I'm, a, a, yeah. I'm, I'm here to pick up my mother. I'm not a patient. <laughs> yeah. Per- perfectly, we perfectly healthy patients get really pissed off when you try to uh, shock them with the defibrillator. Yeah. I don't know. They don't, they don't think it's really funny. Or give them the Heimlich maneuver, just sitting there, sitting yeah. there trying to eat their oh, lunch. Yeah, exactly. Imagining you two, like, uh, rolling down the hallway, one of you in a wheelchair, the other, like, on the back of the wheelchair, but, like, with your feet up and rolling down the hallway, both of you in doctor's coats with <laughs> yeah. like, Oh, man. Slung around we- and just touching things with a defibrillator. Yeah, we we did. Uh, I think we did do some jousting with a couple of the guys down the hall in HR. Like, yeah. we'd, we'd we'd each get in a you know rolling office chair, and the <laughs> other per- the person would push, and so you'd have these two office chairs coming yeah. towards each other with you know two idiots in them, like jousting, like. We, like hey, we, the office version of medieval times. We did have uh-huh. uh, we did have doctor lab coats in the, in your office. Remember. The, we and did, and yeah. we if we wanted to, we could have put those on and gone around and started, you know, checking people's yeah. pulses. But the story that I want George to tell, uh, Man, it seems like you guys really made a smart decision to not work there. Anymore. Yeah, the, yeah, like, we we clearly earned every dollar. Like, Tolerant <laughs> of all the dumb things you did, like you should have signed a lifetime contract. I know, I know, it's hard to leave. Yeah, and then every now and then, like you know, we the the room would be filled with methane. Like our boss would like poke his head in the door and be like, "Hey guys, are you?" God Almighty! Like, <laughs> <laughs> what in the hell is going on yeah. here? But it was the, the, the backdrop, though, and the, the backdrop to any story that Mark is probably going to have me tell about working there is the office setup. Right? It was like it was like a dorm room, yeah, for two young professional guys at work. I mean, the, the door connected. There was no a door kids that connected our office, so it was like a dorm room. So that's kind of the the. That's the backdrop of, yeah. of any story that he's about to have. So in the hospital, we'll be sitting there, and you'd hear like a code blue, second floor, call your wing, code blue. There'd be like these codes that get yeah. called out, right? Well, so, so yeah, wait, we, wait, call, wait, we call wait, these codes. Wait, we, what are those? What are those codes? Okay, so we call, we call these codes in healthcare, and that's a way, that's a way to communicate with the house, right, with, 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 with everybody else in the building. So if there's an emergency or if there's 
like a, a cardiac getting on event, the VA system going, oh my God, Dave's dying. Yeah. <laughs> Dave. Yeah. Get here, get it. Dave's dying. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, there's a fire. Save yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Save yourself. <laughs> so, so they're called codes, right? And so, um, so let's say somebody's in like cardiac arrest in like one of the hospital rooms. So if someone's having cardiac arrest, you know, they're not, there's a team that responds to that. That responds to that emergency because they're not going to call overhead. You know, cardiac arrest. You know, room thirty three fifteen. That would be you know kind of creepy. So, so they call it a code like a code blue, right? So they'll call code blue thirty three fifteen, code blue thirty three fifteen, and so then the code team knows to respond to that room. Now, then a fire would be code red. So if there's a if there's a fire, they're going to call a code red in the location. So they'll say code red. Anderson Wing, second floor, and then you know that's your. As as an employee, you know how to respond. You run, you run out as fast as you can. Okay. You you run uh, like hell. Yeah. That's your <laughs> protocols to run like hell. I'm going to go to my local hospital this weekend and walk around listening for the codes. Yep. Because you guys listen to the codes. Yeah. So too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so those are those are codes. That's what a code is. Now we we made up our own code because we <laughs> oh, were you God. know. I can only we were imagine. Our, we were, so we're, we're two guys in our mid-20s. So naturally, our sense of humor is based solely on... Hasn't changed. Like grounded on like people falling and bodily functions. That's <laughs> like the basis of our sense of humor. Okay. But, but to be fair, I guess, that probably has nothing to do with being 25. Because now yeah. we're in our mid-30s and... Yeah, same sense of humor is based off people falling in bodily functions. Right, so, right. So anyways, <laughs> it's exactly the same. It's all the same. So we came up with our own code, and we called it Code Burn. That was, that was to announce you know, to everyone else around that either we were about to go do something extraordinary in the men's room, or we did do something extraordinary in the men's room. So very, very often you would hear, you know, Code Brown... Parker Wings, second floor, <laughs> or or if it had already happened, it would you know co- Code Brown clear. Yeah, Code Brown, code Brown clear. All clear. Code Brown clear. Code Brown. Yeah, so, Mark's pants. Second yeah, floor. Yeah. So so we called it a Code Brown. And so one day, I I'm it, I'm in between meetings and I've got a pee. Right. So I, I go into this men's room that's right down the hall from our office. God, they smelled so bad I all walk, the time. I walk in, and it's one of those kind of smaller men's rooms where there's one stall and there's one urinal, so it's not big. And the sink. And yeah. so I walk in, and there's somebody, you know, sitting down in the stall, and you know, I can see their shoes. And I can clearly recognize that it's Mark Rogers because he had, you know, a pair of black dress shoes. That, I was going to ask if they're those ridiculous Vibram five-finger <laughs> shoes that he used to wear everywhere. <laughs> I wore those Foot to work. work. Yeah. yeah. yeah I he know. wore foot gloves and, uh, you know, jams. Yeah. Uh, jams. So I, I recognized the black dress shoes, and so I immediately knew that was Mark Rogers. So, and this is a very heavily it. trafficked bathroom. I mean, this is on that same yeah, little thoroughfare. Right. A lot of people main, use this bathroom. Main corridor. Main corridor. But I knew it was Mark. So I'm, I'm doing my business, and I thought that I would call a code brown on him just so he knew it was me in there so so i'm you know i'm peeing and then all of a sudden i just i yell code brown parker wing second floor code brown it's very loud like code you, brown, yeah it says it twice parker wing so i did it twice and then i you know it was followed by like kind of mild a mild chuckle from the stall but really no response and i just thought okay maybe he's probably just something so I finished up, and you had like a I meeting was, or something, right? Like immediately, like yeah. I had a, I had a couple of meetings afterwards, so I was going to be, you know, I was gone for like the next couple of hours. So like two hours later, I walk into our office area, <laughs> put my stuff down in my office, and I, you know, go through that little door that separates our office into Mark's. And Mark is like, like he often was, was sitting in his chair with his feet up on his desk, and was like, it's like reading a newspaper, it's like the Wall Street Journal or probably yeah. some like you know, industry publications, like. Trying to become a better professional. It's so, cracked magazine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mad, Mad Magazine. He's doing Mad Libs. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, so I walk in there and I sit down and I'm actually talking about something that's work related. And then, and then it kind of, it, it, then it hit me. I said, Mark, why did you change shoes? 
He was like, what do you mean? I said, why, why did you change shoes? He was wearing these like, you know, very nice, like, you know, brown wingtip shoes. Right? And I'm like, why did you change shoes, man? He's like, I do. I didn't change shoes. I've been wearing these all day. I'm like, no, <laughs> you, you were, you were wearing black shoes earlier. No, I wasn't wearing black shoes. And then it immediately dawned on me that I had code, I had called code Brown to a complete stranger <laughs> in the Parker wing bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was not Mark Rogers. It was some not Mark some Rogers. poor guy, you know, and he knows it's like a heavily trafficked bathroom. Some guy goes in there and he's like, okay, I'm just gonna sneak in here and nobody will know I'm in here. And then some guy comes in and when he's paying, she starts pooping. <laughs> <laughs> basically oh my gosh we laughed so hard about that man those were some fun times George we'd sit down and be like well you never believe how crazy Dr. Damiani (laughs) what he said oh man there were some crazy ones I would have like Mark and I worked together how long Mark a couple years maybe not that long maybe about a year together yeah uh, at the TV station this is before the job before Mark got the job at the hospital but uh we worked together, and we've known each other for a million years, and we had a good time there. But everybody had a good time there at the TV station. Yeah. It was kind of you know, a very loose, uh, relaxed environment. But I would have loved the chance to work with Mark in a very buttoned-up, very uh, private, hospital yeah. very wing-tippy <clears throat> environment. Because, man, yep. we just... Like, that seems like a sitcom that needs to be written. Like, two immature, yeah. goofball <laughs> idiots working in, like... Ernst and Young, or something, something like that. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, dude, I, I I don't remember the details, but so because of the nature of like our our position, we were recruiting all these positions, whatnot. So we, we were always like in meetings with some of the higher level executives, yes. hospital, which made it even more ridiculous. So we would frequently have to meet with the CEO, so like give them updates, something. Senior vice president, yeah. Mark. Yeah, Mark, I cannot remember. Hopefully, you can. But there was one day. Well, hey, I'm going to tell this. I'm going to tell this story off air with you. Oh, if, it, yeah. if, it, if it's what is it the one where he said he was asking what the specialty was? Yeah, there, so you're yeah, tell that off here. But very often, Mark would make kind of borderline inappropriate sexual references <laughs> to our <laughs> to our CEO to our CEO. Yeah, and it was just kind of like the response we would get is just like a just kind of like one of those head nods, like oh crap, and like what do we? What are we doing with these guys? You know, they didn't really know what to do with it. You know, so. awesome. Well, hey, we're out of time. I was gonna have George tell about when he uh, delivered his third daughter on the bathroom on his bathroom floor, but we'll get to that some other time. Uh, George, yeah, I'll tell that one another time. Yeah, George, thanks for being on. Yep, thanks, guys. Thank you, George. That was greatness. Uh, he, I don't know, I can't understand why I haven't had him on before. It's a, it's a tragedy. Uh, he and really. Spend an hour and do like five humans being humans with George. Yeah, yeah, he's really, really funny. Um, and so you can imagine, like, there was one other guy, a guy named Colby, and we it was like us three, and he was in HR, which is right around the corner, and we would just like sneak in because you could shut the door and you didn't know who was behind what door. The these huge doors, you know, with locks, so we could just like sneak into somebody's office. We'd just sit in there for hours and just like totally just be shooting the crap. Um, okay. It is now time for the Assembly Human Tip of the Week, something you can start doing today to become more healthy human. And this is an article from verilymag.com, which I'm going to email to myself and put in the show notes. And it is, seven things women with positive body image don't do. And I, I read the article, and I feel like you could just say, seven things people with positive body image don't do. This doesn't just apply to women, right? Because I read a, a pretty interesting article this week about uh, how, how uh, boys now, young boys are having body dysmorphia like issues. It's not just hey, well hey, we've talked about this before that like that's the kind of the elephant in the room. Men are supposed to be, you know, tough and all this and that, but like men's men have body image issues just the same as women do. Like well, think, uh, think about this. Think about you know, you always hear like, okay, the Barbies are like disproportional and that you know like like women and have all these things. Well think about the Superman doll or the Superman actor now yeah. f- compared to 40, 50 years ago. If you like cast the first Batman back, you know, in the '60s or whatever it was, at was it Adam something as the uh, as the Batman now, it, I mean, he would get laughed out of the room. So, 
Yeah, so Rick, who was the uh, who was the Batman? It was Adam something, the first Batman ever. Adam West. Yeah. Adam West was the very first Batman. Yeah, if he gets, and he looked like a dad. Yeah, <laughs> he would look like me or something. Like if like you like he would get la- It would just be a joke now, and that's so you know think of like the Hulk, like action figures. Like that's not, not even like Arnold Schwarzenegger looked like that, right? It's like it's just ridiculous. So anyway, so I, I think this could be you know apply to all people. So it says. Maintaining a healthy body image can feel like an uphill battle. It's no secret that our culture tends to place a high value on physical ideal that is impossible for most women. You know, substitute people there. Just about everywhere you turn, there's messaging telling us we're not enough. This makeup will make us prettier. This food will make our skin glow. This outfit will disguise problem areas. Blah, blah, blah. So here are the things. I'm just going to read this list off. If you want to go through and, like, read the article for yourself, you can. So number one is don't indulge the cons list. So I like this. It's rather than focusing on certain body parts you're uncomfortable with, think about your body as a whole and like what it is capable of as a whole. That was pretty good. Number two is don't okay. measure your worth in numbers. And we've said that for okay. a long time. Don't like weight, I think, is the first thing when you think about number, like the, the, the number that is yeah. associated with weight with health is weight, and that's totally wrong. The third is don't let the mirror dictate your mood. So that was pretty good. Okay. The, number four, don't yeah. talk down about your body. Self-defecating. Don't be self-defecating. I'm sorry. What did you did you not hear that on the e-break this morning? That no. was that was on the e-break. Like he, the, a guy was trying to say self-deprecating, and he said he said self-defecating, and the same reaction. They for were everyone like, that for everyone that has no idea what you're talking about, that's a segment on a popular Dallas yeah. radio station where they have like. We have we have many many e breaks, just yeah. screw ups, basically yeah. screw ups, uh, and yeah. So yeah. the guy didn't he like didn't like I meant to say that just then, but he says self defecating and just kept sure. right on going. And then his guy the, the co host was like, whoa, wait, what did you say? <laughs> like just like what you did. Number five is don't skimp on sleep. Hey, that's something that you, you've heard. Number six is don't expect yes. your body to be static. Which is very interesting. Like we talked to Anne about the seasons and all that. Like your body is gonna look different throughout the year like a healthy body is not going to look the same all the time even like the the fitness show models like they don't always look like they do when you see the pictures yeah. taken of them right so it like it's okay all the pictures you ever see are are one thing and they look like that about four days out of 365 so it's totally yeah, they, they, like the fitness models will even tell you like yeah. that the week sleep i had a buddy he wasn't a fitness model but he was a, a competitive bodybuilder and like the month beforehand is just like it's, it's they'll even tell you yeah i couldn't do this for longer than i have to yeah. the second i don't have to do it anymore i'm eating real food yeah again. It's, like, not, it's not sustainable right i was just that was, like they're eating like lettuce leaves and that's it and uh you know working out like you know doing cardio four times a day just uns completely unsustainable paths yeah. and and plans so yeah. yeah and then the last one kind of goes along with that it's uh don't believe that mainstream media projects reality is what we just talked about. Like, of course, everybody's going to gonna Photoshop and take a picture, take 4,000 pictures and pick the one of the 4,000, you know, that, that looks perfect. So anyway, so that, that, those are these simply tips of the week. How about that? Yes, those are good tips. All right, I think that's going to do it. So go to the website, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Uh, you can email us at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. You can email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. Uh, at simplyhuman52, you can go to the, the store page on the website and, and uh, donate now. You can see all the things that we're doing. There's a Simply Human Reset. There's a consulting that, that we do. Um, and so, uh, yeah, go like us on Facebook, leave us a review on iTunes. Really appreciate you making us part of your day. We're doing a lot of things out there. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Sam Human Podcast. And remember, Code Brown, Parker Wing, <laughs> second floor. <laughs> so until next time, enjoy yourself.